What is up, plant people? It's Tuesday, the 15th of September, somehow, 2020, and we're back with another episode of the Planthropology Podcast, the show where we dive into the lives, careers, ambitions, and all kinds of other things of really cool plant people to figure out what makes them tick, what keeps them doing what they do, and what keeps them coming back for more. This is Vikram Baligi, your host, and as always, I'm just so happy to be with you today. How's it going? Is, is, your, is your week starting off well so far? I, I hope it is. I know things are still weird and crazy, but I hope you're hanging in there, and I hope you're doing okay. We are talking algae today. What is it? What does it do? How can we use it to grow plants? Does it have names? Do they have ambitions? You will learn the answers to some of these questions through today's episode. A couple of things first. Uh, as always, I want to plug our partners. Um, Pecan Ridge, who makes all kinds of pecan-related goodies, ships them all over the universe. Uh, they're a great local business here in Lubbock, America. They're supportive of our local economy and our local community, and they really just make some excellent products. So check them out at PecanRidge.com. Use the promo code PLANTPEOPLE, all one word, all lowercase, at checkout for 10% off your order. The other one is Local LBK. So if you are in the Lubbock, America area, or if you ever come through here for any reason, it may be worth checking out Local LBK. Uh, for $5 a month, you get a great membership card that gives you discounts at all kinds of businesses all over town. And your purchase goes into supporting the local economy, helping with advertising for businesses, and just general business development in this area. So check out LocalLBK.com. You can also find links to both of these in the show notes if you'd like more information. So I had posted something on Twitter uh, yesterday, day before, I don't really remember, time just runs together right now, about coffee. I talk about coffee a lot, and I'm always drinking coffee when I record. I'm drinking coffee right now. And I asked if people might be interested in hearing more about what I'm drinking in case they're interested in getting coffee of their own. Now, none of these businesses are sponsoring me to do this. I just love coffee, and I'm happy to talk about uh, all the different places I get it and all the different ways that it's brewed and made and all that kind of stuff. So I am drinking today a Tierras Planas Roasters. Oh, good Lord. I'm reading the, the name. I'm Sulawesi Taraha. I'm sure I pronounced that wrong. Roast. It's, a, I believe, a medium roast. Uh, it's really very good. I ground it this morning. I, I prefer whole bean coffee that I grind myself. And I ran it through the crappy drip coffee maker I have here at the greenhouse. But it's really a great coffee. A light but full flavor. Um, I don't know about the caffeine content. Sometimes these lighter and medium roasts actually have a very high caffeine content in them. But it's it's a great coffee. It drinks very smooth. I drink it black usually. But um, the flavors are good. It has wonderful uh, kind of earthy notes in it. And I think it's something you'd really enjoy. So check out tierrasplanusroasters.com. And uh, uh, Kerry Mayfield was on a previous episode, talked about his coffee some. And we talked about plant breeding as well. So go check them out. And if you need some coffee... Hit them up and they will mail it to your place of residence or your mail receptacle, wherever that is. 
Lately, I have been trying to put in trailers for different shows at the end of these episodes, but today I'm not going to because my guests, uh, Zach and Kirk from the Podcast Discovery Show, are folks who essentially listen to different podcasts and talk about them on their show. And we cover a lot of ground. We actually talk about a bunch of podcasts that we really like during this episode. So uh, in, in lieu of putting in an actual trailer, I just encourage you to look up all of the different shows that we discuss in this episode. They're all great, and they're all things that you would enjoy. Turns out that these guys, in addition to making a great podcast about podcasts, work for and run an algae business where they're making biofertilizers and other bio products from algae byproducts. And it's really fascinating. I didn't honestly know a whole lot about algae, uh, but they schooled me on some of that and told me about all the benefits that we can get from using a sustainable source of nutrients like algae in our agricultural production system. So uh, it's really an interesting episode. I kind of nerd out about algae a bunch. I'm sure you're very surprised that I nerd out about stuff, but uh, I think that's all I got. I just want you to really enjoy this episode. Um, Like I said, go check out all the different podcasts we discussed today Grab yourself a nice bag of roasted coffee, brew some warm bean water goodness, and enjoy episode 27 of the Planthropology Podcast with Kirk and Zach from the Podcast Discovery Show. All right, well, we are up and running with another interesting episode of the Planthropology Podcast. And, uh, you know, listening to this, whenever this comes out, this is kind of irrelevant to you at this point, but we're actually live streaming this on the Facebook group of my two guests. And I'm hosting a watch party because technology (laughs) is ridiculous. So we have like all kinds of workarounds and and, uh, all of that. So I'm here with uh, uh, Kirk and Zach from the podcast Discovery Show. How are y'all doing today? Doing great. Doing good. Yeah, really good. We're really excited to get to talk to you. We've, uh, it's been great meeting you and then finding your show and everything like that. So yeah, we were pumped when you heard you wanted to talk to us. Yeah, well, and and it's interesting because like I've I've gotten to interview quite a few podcasters um, uh, recently, and and what's cool is so many of this like little podcast group we've we're in that I've discovered on Twitter and everywhere else. Because I think we kind of got connected on Twitter through mm-hmm. uh, Paul Chomo mm-hmm. um, from the Varmints podcast, which you should also be listening to. One hundred percent. But like, there's a lot of plant people in uh in this group that that do podcast stuff. And so uh, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to y'all is because y'all um, are with a really cool company called True Algae. Uh, and I know very little about algae, except that they're kind of plants and kind of not. Um, and so yeah, you're not wrong. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll talk about that here in just a little bit as we as we kind of get into this. But um, so why don't y'all kind of introduce yourselves a little bit more? Tell me about your background and uh, I guess tell our guests how you got into doing plant stuff. Kirk, you want to go first because you're you're sure. the one who's like had the <laughs> the life of plant stuff for sure. So I was actually going to college to become a pastor, and that's what I was going to do. I was at Liberty University. I was technically I wasn't going to be a pastor. I wanted to be a an aviator, like flying oh. missionaries in and out of like third world countries and stuff like that. But then life hit, and uh, me and my wife she she went with me to college. She followed me up there. We were 
dating since high school and she didn't like the college life. I enjoyed it a lot, but so I ended up moving back home for her and it's kind of hard to do a distance learning for, uh, aviation classes. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I pivoted and, um, essentially my dad had a plant nursery at the time, took over the plant nursery and basically was ornamentals and stuff like that. But that was right at the beginning of the housing market crash. And there was no business in, in that because people aren't building houses. They're not landscaping. And so I pit, we did another pivot and I was like, Hey pop, people got to eat. And so we, I actually started farming. I actually started with half acre of squash. That was the first time I ever farmed anything. And I got the bug. So like, so hard. Uh, I, I will say I didn't know anything about farming starting it. And I grew that half acre and I don't think the price went below like $30 a box that year. And apparently that was maybe the best squash year in history. <laughs> and Probably so I'm like, dude, you. I'm just going to be, a, I'm going to become a millionaire. I'm going to turn this whole property <laughs> into farm and I'm just going to grow squash. It's so easy. And uh, I don't think I ever got a price above like $20 after that. <laughs> and as low as like five bucks. Anyway, long story short, I farmed for almost seven years. And ended up getting all the way up to, I mean, it's still relatively small farm. I got up to 30 acres, about two different locations, but I was always growing something. I always had, I had different crops. I didn't just have 30 acres planted in one thing. I would have, you know, okra in the summer, cucumbers and squash in the fall, in the spring and strawberries in the winter and onions with them. And we did. I mean, we just, we did everything. We did so many different crops. So I did that for a long time. Got hit with one really bad strawberry season. And strawberries are very, uh, very capital heavy, especially at the beginning of the season. And it takes a lot, a lot to get your money back. And it was a very bad year for production and for the market. And a lot around here, it's kind of a thing. You see who goes out of business. Well, that was a year that I went out of business and I had to pivot. And I I worked for a few small things from there, like another farm or somewhere else, somewhere else. But I was always in the realm of agriculture. Eventually, I ended up at a ag research company called uh, Pacific Ag Research. This branch was Florida Ag Research. And we did trials for big companies and small companies that would make any sort of biological or chemical or fungicide, anything. I mean, just anything and up to like plastics and stuff like that. Anything that do with agriculture, they would trial it for them. Yeah. And through there, which it was amazing job. It was really cool. I was going all over the place. I was going to do a lot of citrus trials. I do all the applications and stuff like that. I do all the evaluations and I learned a lot. But I met this Korean guy by doing one of his trials on watermelons. And his product was, he called it clopia because it was chlorella. Hmm. And his method of growing it was, he called it a utopia for chlorella. So he called it <laughs> clopia. It was funny because no one ever pronounced it right. They did not. Never. So you're like chlopia. And some of the farmers around here are like, that sounds like a venereal disease. <laughs> I don't want that. Don't sell me that. (laughs) Exactly. 
But um, so he he had this product, and I'm not gonna lie, I'd seen so many of the products that I'd been trialing, and a lot of times I didn't see any results at all. And um, I was actually seeing something going on in his watermelons, and a substantial bit of growth. They were sweeter watermelons. It was a lot of things. And I'm like, how are you getting this from algae? I'm a farmer and I would never have believed this. This doesn't make any sense to me. Right. And of course, you know, you had all these reasons and stuff like that. Long story short, which it's already been pretty long. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he's like, I, I can only be in the U.S. for three months and I have to go back to Korea. Do you have anybody that you know that you trust that might be able to run the company here in Florida? while I'm gone. And I'm like, I'll send you a friend or two. So I sent him a friend. The, the guy didn't, he never worked outside and he's like, I don't think I can do that. And I asked him finally, I'm like, okay, well how much are you willing to pay? He told me the number and I'm like, okay, I did the math in my head. I'm like, that's almost double what I'm making right now at this research company. I think I might, uh, I think I might ask him if he'll hire me. And at first he didn't want to because, you know, <laughs> it, you know, it's kind of a conflict of interest. You work for the company. And I'm like, look, I'm just I'm willing to if you'll think about it. He really liked me. And I was actually the first paid employee for the company. We wow. were tiny. I was it was me in a greenhouse almost the size of this office. It was <laughs> tiny. He had built it himself with like a, a welder that was this big and some metal he bought at Home Depot. And that's where he started. He had brought three small units that we could make 30 gallons of product per day. And that was it. And so he left and I took over the, I, I, I watched everything while he was out of, you know, back in Korea because the CEO who he had hired, it was, a. Uh, in in Virginia, he was the the guy that he had picked to kind of run the money end of it uh, here in the U.S. And so I was the first em paid employee for True Algae way back in the day. It was almost almost three years ago now. Wow, that's pretty cool. That's that's a, an interesting story. Um, and it's funny that he was like, "Okay, I'm leaving the country, and I need someone to do this for me." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, I mean, that's, but it, it's cool that he finally decided to hire you because that's a lot of trust, right? Like to say, okay, I'm going to try to run this country, the co company from literally the other side of the world, mm -hmm. like literally the other side of the planet. Yeah. And it's, it is still difficult because when we're working, he's sleeping and you know, it's, it's the opposite, you know, time. And it's just, it is, it's sometimes it's still complicated, mm -hmm. but yeah, it was, it was, it was really neat. And it was a risk because my wife's like, this is a tiny company. It's a startup. You know, what if it doesn't take off and you know, you've got a good job now, you got insurance and stuff like that. I'm like, you know, life is risks. You just got to take them sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, worst case scenario, it looks good. Cause I'm working for a biotech company. It looks awesome on my wrist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Zach, how did you get plugged in with all this? What is, what's your background like? Yeah. And I, I'm a, I have a finance degree and while I was in school, I, was working for a real estate company who set up essentially an angel fund. So think under $25,000 angel fund type grants and loans and things like that. Okay. And I kind of just caught the bug for startups in general for kind of that life of trying to theory craft, how to, how to build out a business and try and find people who have ideas they're passionate about and turn that into something that can make them money. 
And so I kind of got into that for a long time. And there was a long time where I kind of just was like, no, we need to do something more like traditional, find something that there's not that kind of risk involved. But then I, I just kept doing the same thing. I kept going back to it. You know, I kept going back to startups and things like that. And the the last one I worked for before True Algae was uh, there was an internet type startup. They wanted to democratize the internet. And I firmly believed in the like the entire idea behind it and everything like that. But there was just some executive execution problems is maybe a way to say it diplomatically <laughs> that uh, it, it ended up like making that. me look around. And uh, I've known Kirk. We went to high school together. We've we've known each other forever. And so I knew what he was up to. And I was like, hey, are you guys looking for people? I'm, I kind of do whatever needs to be done at startups. And that was kind of my thing there. So I didn't have necessarily like an ag background. I was always more of a hobbyist. You know, I did always appreciate having plants around me and like being able to grow them and things like that. And I even one of the things that I did when I was fresh out of college that it still kind of messes with me. I had established like a we've seen the rise of like tiny tiny homes right now and so about when i was right out of college so like 2011 i had no idea how to do anything and i essentially built out this whole business plan of shipping container homes that would be off-grid and have like food forests and stuff built around it and all of these types of things and now i see it taking off and it's like (laughs) oh man if i knew what i was doing even a little bit i could have been way ahead of this curve (laughs) but yeah no I i was always just interested in kind of growing things around me. And then also I always appreciated forward thinking green technologies as well. So then I kind of, I, I talked to Kirk a little bit about kind of what the company was about and it just all seemed to tick a lot of the boxes. So I've learned a lot more about kind of the, the plant world since then, but I did at one point work on Kirk's farm with him too. So uh, it was one of those things that I'd ha- I dabbled in a little bit, but now I'm just uh, now I'm in it. Yeah, no, it sounds like, I mean, I hope so, right? Because yeah. you're, you're doing the thing. And man, it's like, I, I hear these stories a lot. And y'all's, I think, is is uh, really interesting. Because I've, um, you know, on the show, we've talked to lots of like, academics and stuff like that, that are like, oh, I started in this major, and then I changed into plant major. I mean, that's kind of what I did. But I like that y'all have kind of I, I like getting the kind of the industry perspective on all of this, right? Because you've done, you've been in the trenches, right? You've done the, the, uh, the work in farming, you've done the work in finance. And so it's like, it sounds like through your lives and careers, you've kind of like been collecting all the pieces you needed for this really cool business. And it's, it's interesting to see how life works out sometimes, I think. And just, uh, you know, and it's weird. Cause like, as you're going through some of this stuff, you don't really see the big picture. It's like you're, you're, you build skills, you build all these things and eventually it turns into, into something new and something different. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. I, like you said, you don't, it, life works in crazy ways. And a lot of times you're like, what's going on? I, this doesn't feel like I'm being successful or anything. I worked at that farm for seven years, my farm. And after that, I think I had like four jobs in the matter of two years and it felt, I felt so horrible because I was like, I just can't, I'm not doing what I want to do. And I feel like I'm not being successful. But during that, I worked at a farm that had 600 acres and I was running as many as up to like 300 people at a time managing 
And then I got a job offer at a plant nursery, which was a hundred acres of nursery and inside citrus. They had 40 acres of greenhouse inside citrus. And I was a citrus manager and then they cut budget and fired all the managers. And I was like, well, I'm back on my butt again. (laughs) And that's when I started working for the uh, research company. So when in, in ag, I've farmed myself, I've ran farms or managed farms. And then I've worked in the nursery slash citrus part and I've worked in the research and all of it came together to where I'm at now. And I'm like, I felt like such a failure, but I was getting experience in all of these different facets of agriculture that most people will only touch one. And I was able to get experience in all of them. Well, and that's, and that's such a good message because that's something we talk about a lot on the show is, um, like, okay, you've studied agriculture, you've got your shiny new, uh, you know, bachelor's of you know science degree in hand. What, what do you do? And I, I think that a, a lot of, and, and I, I don't want to like say that a lot of people do this, but something that I think I did coming out of school was like, okay, this is what I have studied. This is what my degree is in, and this is what I'm going to do. And that's the way my life has to go. I think a good message for uh, not just students, but anyone getting into business and getting into the industry is that just it's okay to just kind of do everything, right? It's just, it's okay to, to, even though it sucks in the, in the moment, sometimes like that string of like four jobs in two years probably taught you a whole heck of a lot um, that, that kind of drives you forward. So I think that it's, I think that's such a good message to send that it's like, don't get discouraged sometimes when some of this weird stuff happens. It's like, no, it's just preparing you for the next thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think all of these things add a piece to your experience in general, and you end up benefiting from it, even if it's uncomfortable at the time, for sure. Yeah. So um, let's. I'm trying to decide which which one I want to tackle first: podcast or algae. Mm. Uh, <laughs> no, and and the nice that's another one of those things like you were talking about, where we have been podcasting for a long time, and now we have the opportunity to start one that's kind of work partnered and do something mm-hmm. that's along the same line. So it's just some little thing that we had always done for a hobby for a long time now. And it ended up being something that we were now able to turn into something we're doing. That's going to be a cool message point for, for true algae as, as well. For sure. Well, so let's, let's start with uh, the podcast discovery show then. Um, how, how did this come about? Cause y'all are like, what, like hundreds of episodes in at this point, right? Like you're, you're, yeah. you're pretty deep into this thing. Yes. Um, we are actually <laughs> part of the reason we had you recommend one is because we're like, we have to be at about a hundred episodes. We should do like a special thing. <laughs> and so we kind of guesstimated, but then Kirk looked on Spotify. I think we're over 200, correct? Yeah. Yeah. We're, that's why we did a hundred ish. I was going to say, Zach, we've been saying let's do our hundred celebration for almost a year. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the main issue is uh, we, we hesitated on the actual execution of it. So but that's yeah, we've been filling it as a hundred ish celebration. That's, that's really fun. I mean, that's really funny. Cause like, uh, I'm early enough in this that I like, you, you know, I, I'm still at the point where like, I can name all my like podcast episodes, but at some point it's just like, yeah, I think I talked about that at, at, I don't know, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> so, so how did this show start? Cause it's a, uh, just, just as an overview, it's a really cool show where the guys listen to different, uh, different podcasts across genres and across like, uh, themes and all kinds of stuff. And then discuss it on their show. And and uh, an episode of I was like, I, I was pretty early in podcasting when I got a message from you all saying, "Hey, we're 
going to talk about your show. And I was like, really? People listen to this? I had no idea. And, and so how did, how did that start? What, how'd you come up with the idea? So it kind of just came out with, I was the one that just listened to a ridiculous, and I still do listen to a ridiculous <laughs> amount does. of podcasts, just like an embarrassing and embarrassingly large amount of hours devoted to listening to podcasts. When I wake up in the morning, when I'm taking a shower and I'm brushing my teeth, <laughs> I want to listen to a podcast. I don't even listen to music hardly anymore. It's just podcasts. And especially when I was farming, I was on a tractor for so many hours all by myself. And that was my company was podcasts. So I would always, when I would hang out with my buddies, Zach and Josh, I would be the one to be like, Hey, did you hear about this podcast? And then Zach and Josh both listened to a few and Josh would be like, well, did you listen to this one? And so we just started doing this back and forth. And I'm like, man, it'd be cool to have a podcast one day ourselves. I had wanted to do it forever, but we had no clue where to even start. And we're like, well, let's just do a podcast about podcasts. I think my first name for it was the podcast podcast, which was <laughs> <laughs> glad that one didn't stick. Uh, but And that's that's where it started. And then we kind of built a little bit of a broader discovery when we, you know, brought on the the other discovery show where we talk about a lot of the other things we discovered, not just podcasts, but yeah, that's where we got the ideas just bouncing off each other new awesome episodes of podcasts that we had listened to. That's yeah. that's fun. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I think we both just really appreciate discovering new stuff. And Kirk loves podcasts so much that Anytime he hears about a new one, he loves it. He will binge listen to it over a weekend, and then we're on to the next one. And it, it's the same thing with kind of anything else. It's uh, I've done a spinoff show based on music. We have the other Discovery show that's based on just anything else, anything else that we think is cool that we've discovered throughout the week. So it's been a it's been a really fun thing to just kind of have that constant search going on. That's that's really cool. Uh, so okay, y- you mentioned that you know you message me a couple days ago or a couple weeks ago time has no meaning anymore like sure. hey, it's one <laughs> it, it has been a, a, this one. entire year is in its own special category yeah we're like in some kind of weird bubble where it's been one long freaking day since march mm-hmm. uh and it's just meaningless but like y'all had asked me to, to recommend a show uh and i was like i pulled out my phone and i was like okay i i have like 80 podcasts that i'm subscribed to how do i and i obviously i'm not caught up on literally any of them because it's impossible um so i was scrolling through and i I ended up recommending uh petri dish sean's a a twitter podcast friend and uh runs really interesting i think fun show um how and and also had to go back like through your catalog and make sure you hadn't already talked about it Mm -hmm. um how do y'all pick shows is it just literally just oh i found this this week uh do you do do you take mostly recommendations is it just a mix of everything Honestly, we very rarely take recommendations because it's one of those things where we didn't want to get to that place where just anybody who sent us a message online would get their own episode. We felt like that kind of defeats the purpose. Right. And we also didn't want to do a review show in the traditional sense where we would roast shows that were bad because I feel like that's a lot of times what they turn into because it's funny to talk about how bad something is. (laughs) But we always wanted to go into the other side of that where every show that we brought to the podcast would be a show that whoever brought it really liked. And so it's more highlighting things we liked, not trying to beat down on things that were not as not as in our wheelhouse. 
And so a lot of times we just try and we would try and mix it up. Like I feel like each one of us kind of had our own category we would constantly do. So when Josh was on the show, there was a lot of tech and a lot of kind of understanding how data works and things like that. Kirk loves narratives. He he also realizes that narratives are sometimes hard to talk about on the show. Right. So he, he mixes yeah. it up. Um, and I, I would do a lot of music and movies and things like that. But then we got the idea. The first time we did this was a couple of years ago now where we ask other people because sometimes it's better to get out of our own kind of wheelhouse and really mix it up. And the best way to do that is just to talk to other people that we've met through Twitter and everything like that. Because like you said, the podcast community is really cool and it's really fun yeah. to communicate with everybody. And you can get really different perspectives that way. So that was part of the reason we wanted to do this whole thing is so we could just mix it up a little bit. Yeah. No, that, that's awesome. And and like, oh, and, and a, a comment I was going to make that I had actually written down to make before we got started is I like the tone of your show because I've, I've heard quite a few podcasts like you mentioned that like they just they just crap on other podcasts a lot and it's it's it gets kind of frustrating right or just like whatever is recommended but one thing that struck me even when i first started listening to y'all show is like even if one of y'all didn't necessarily like the episode or whatever that you listen to you're always like really kind about it right it wasn't just like this is crap it was like no i see why you recommend it there was um and i don't remember now what what you were reviewing but i think oh it's definitely happened though Mm -hmm. oh really Oh, it, yeah. no, no, no. Not that we've been mean to him, but oh, what right. you're talking about has definitely happened where oh, yeah. one of us is like, mm, I'm not going to I'm not going to crap on this. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, no, it's because it, and it could be hard to do, too, because if you were like, man, I really did not like this. Yeah, uh, I, it was there was one episode I listened to and I can't remember now what it was, but it was either like a paranormal or true crime okay, or was, something. You, you, You've already explained plenty. Both <laughs> me and Kirk know exactly what you're talking about. We know exactly who hated it because literally my brother hated every Halloween because me and Kirk were like, oh, it's Halloween. Let's bring in some spooky episodes, you know, like, oh, we'll talk about. And there was one of them we talked about. Was it the one that they tried to like go at it kind of skeptically and try and disprove it as they did it? Maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah, there was one that I was like, OK, if any spooky podcast is going to be okay for josh it's this one where they want to be skeptical and they want to they want to go science first and like first first choices can science explain this sure still still hated it but still, he just he, he, he just didn't like the entire genre <laughs> but but even in that like y'all's conversation was not like negative he was just like nope not for me not doing it but like he was not mean about it yeah. right? he was just yeah. like you know okay i'm not gonna listen to this after today or whatever but and uh, i think there's some element of everybody has different personality types and different things they're looking for in entertainment you know that's one of the things that like it's really easy to even with tv shows you see something that you don't relate to and it's easy to talk trash about, or you can realize that that's not for you, but maybe it wasn't supposed to be, or maybe it's fine that it's for someone else. It's, it's more about finding that thing that connects with you and being passionate about it, not dumping on anybody else's passions. And it also helps that we've been on this side of the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) And so we we know that we would have been roasted and probably still deserve to be roasted uh, compared to a lot of people. Oh yeah, sure. (laughs) So, okay, not to put you on the spot, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, like, you know, single anything out. Is there a favorite discovery that the two of y'all have made? I know there's been a lot, so it's maybe on hard a to podcast. Narrow yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's. I mean, we've we've talked about, and it's it's hardly a discovery on someone, but there's a couple that we listen to 
anytime we listen to them, we'll we'll do it any anytime. So like Ologies is a great yeah. show. Mm-hmm. We anytime I will listen to Ologies. I can't remember. I think that was Josh brought Ologies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Song Exploder. Basically anything the NPR does, all yeah. incredible. Um, honestly, like it, it's it's really fun to just try new stuff too. You know, because we it's crazy because we listen to so much podcasts. That it's it's almost it's like you said it's kind of hard to keep up with all your subscriptions so it's kind of like you just have to lean into exploring you know hearing hearing new stuff and kind of just going on a journey. What do you think, Kirk? What are some of your favorites? So uh, I think it are I had already listened to Snap Judgment, but if yeah, I think I already listened to that one. That would definitely have been one of the ones for sure. But Reply All, I know it's not a little podcast, it's not an indie podcast, right. but that show it <laughs> i love it so much and then another one is my brother my brother and me which is absurd but they are <laughs> the funniest guys and we've seen them live twice now and uh they're they're just so funny everything they do is hilarious so i i didn't listen to either of those shows until doing our show and discovering them through that so those would probably be my two main ones. You know what, though? One of my favorite discoveries recently, and it's a little bit of a spoiler for about 35 minutes from now, is <laughs> Petri Dish Podcast is hilarious. Like, I loved it. Yeah, I, I really loved it. Both of us kind of looked at each other like, yeah, I kind of want to subscribe to that. Like, yeah. I just want to hear that when it comes out. But we'll talk more about that later. But yeah, no, I want, like it really was one of my favorite discoveries we've had recently. Mm-hmm. 100%. And and I tell you what, and you know, again, no spoil. This is this is coming out in a couple, you know, in a few weeks for me. But mm-hmm. you know, for the people listening, uh, talking about the podcast community, Sean Allen, who's one of the hosts of Petri Dish, and his brother mm-hmm. Nathan, and uh, Sean is one of the most supportive guys on like podcast Twitter. Like, if you can, if you follow their their account, the Petri Dish account, he is like constantly tagging people's shows, like. Oh, here's he's got like this big list that he puts out. So when somebody asks for podcasts, he's always like, oh, yeah, here's 10 of them that I love that would fit maybe what you like. And so uh, he's always shouting people out. He's always so he's he's a good dude on top of being, you know, a great scientist and a a fantastic podcaster. They're hilarious. They're really funny. Truly, truly hilarious podcast. Well, that's that's good to hear that my uh, my uh, recommendation didn't fall fall flat. Oh, yeah, definitely not. (laughs) um okay so let's uh i was gonna say speaking of petri dishes that's (laughs) not an excellent segue but we're gonna go with it speaking of petri dishes um okay give me a crash course on algae if i had never heard of algae what are the most important things i should know about it because i think people think they know what algae is and really have absolutely no idea yeah why don't you take this one Zach? oh okay thank you for that <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> okay sure yeah i'll take this one okay so in in general it is a microscopic plant it is a like a single cell plant and they can range from something that just makes the water look green to like the seaweed you see in the ocean is a is a just a different variety there are so many varieties of algae that literally it makes the entirety of all the other life that we see on this planet look like just a single branch while the rest is a tree. Um, Essentially, and we've learned all this through amazing courses that we took when they first had coronavirus lockdown in the, in the U S. So we took a course just on algae. So I'm going to try and try and put my student hat on and really 
funnel That's some of that information back out. Because we both took the class and I forget things immediately and you at least remember some things. You didn't know there'd be a follow-up exam on this podcast. Yeah, so you're, exactly. no, you're yeah. But but yeah, it's basically when you look at it, algae and even the earlier stages that turned into what we see now is like kind of more prevalent algae. The first microscopic organisms that could take carbon dioxide and create oxygen are essentially the reason for life on Earth. They have created uh, approximately 50% of the oxygen that's available in our atmosphere. Mm. And so literally everything that has happened is due to this little thing that you kind of just ignore in a pond that makes it look green, you know? And so it's kind of wild when you start digging into just how complex they are to see the wide variety and to see the wide variety of applications for them, to see the historical usage for it, and to also see just how important it is to basically life in general. Algae is pretty amazing. No, it really is. And there's a meme that I don't know if y'all are in this wild green memes Facebook group. If you're not, you should be. You'd uh-uh. love it. Um, so it's pretty much just like ecology memes, which is sounds like you would be like, okay, there's there's a quarter million members in this group. There's 250,000 members. Oh, nice. Crazy. So there's a, an algae meme that pops up uh, every now and then. And it's like the first panel is like uh, people talking about, oh, we need to save the trees because they produce all the oxygen. And then the bottom pa- panel is like a, a a pond, a green pond, and it just says sad algae noises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they're so important to our ecosystem. What's the name of the group again? Uh, Wild Green Memes for Ecological okay. Fiends. <laughs> wow. it's great and and i actually so i interviewed those guys it was episode 18 or 19 um and it was the the creator of the group and one of the admins and they're uh, they are all about ecology and you know taking care of the environment and all that and they kind of found a way to do it started out just as a goofy meme group uh but has grown into really they have a non-profit they've started where they do ecological restoration and all kinds of stuff it's it's really cool that's awesome Really cool. So uh, that's another thing I could recommend to you that you check out. But um, so as far as like what y'all do in like with true algae. So you were taking, as I understand, I was looking on your website earlier and kind of trying to be prepared and I'm not very good at that. Um, but again, your, your clopia, did I say that right? Clo- mm-hmm. clopia. You got okay. it. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, it's like the first time I've heard it pronounced correctly by somebody who doesn't work for the company. <laughs> well, and earlier when you said it, I was like, okay, I need to make a note to not <laughs> pronounce it wrong later. So so how does this work? And without you know giving away any any secrets or whatever, what are some of the basics of, of how your products work? So long story short, during the production, the reproduction of this algae, uh, it creates a lot of bioactive met, uh, metabolites. Mm-hmm. And so our product technically doesn't have algae in it. It's the metabolic byproduct of the algae. Oh, okay. Because algae itself will want to keep growing, thus it wouldn't be shelf-stable. It wouldn't be able to be in a container. The container would want to bust. Just like a lot of biologicals that are out there, you either have to put your biological in a dormant state or you have to pasteurize it. Um, we just remove it because – most of the stuff you're trying to get out of it anyway is from the cultured water, which is what we're selling to ag is the cultured water of the algae. Okay. 
That's right. And there's a, a really great picture on the homepage of your website. I guess it's you, Kirk, standing in the middle of these, these like <laughs> I, these big I green on the tubes. <laughs> uh, it's it's very dramatic. I like it. It's a great picture. Uh, but so it's it, it looks like you kind of just grow them in these big like uh, bio tubes or bio containers yeah. and. Uh, that's it's really i mean just just the little bit that i've read on it, it's really fascinating it sounds like y'all have had really good results with the product yeah so like i said we used to be able to make 30 gallons a day and the most amazing thing about this and it just still blows my mind and it's amazing is that we bought this algae from a university three years ago and it's the same algae it's just it's great 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 grandchildren mm-hmm. is what it is uh, because it just it splits and divides and continues growing. So we just never harvest it completely. We only harvest 50%, and then it just keeps growing and refills overnight. Uh, when we're at full production, we can harvest every 24 hours, Wow, uh, which is amazing. As long as there's sunlight and there's warm weather and they have MPK, that's all they need, and they'll grow. Um. So yeah, we, we grow them in those photobioreactors. And now, uh, when we're, when our, when our current capacity is at full production, we can create a little bit over, what is it like 2,500 mm-hmm. gallons a day? Yep. Wow. 2,000 a day. Yeah. And it's like you said, within 24 hours, you're, you're going again. It's a, it's a really cool kind of closed loop system. That's extremely efficient at this point uh the only inputs are like you said just some water and very small amounts of mpk just so the algae can eat it not so that it exists in the final product sure and the only byproduct is literally the biomass the algae sells themselves is the only runoff from the plant so it's a it's a pretty cool efficient system that they've uh kind of gotten perfected here that's that's awesome. And it, it sounds like it's probably from a sustainability sam- standpoint, really great, right? Because you've mm-hmm. got like a self instead of uh, having to synthesize all of these products, um, which a lot of times is a very, you know, petroleum heavy and, and just input mm-hmm. heavy process. I mean, y'all are you're the algae's doing the work. It's it's the it's the the workhorse and the heavy lifter here. That's really cool. Yeah, no, it's it's really awesome. And uh in the long run, we're hoping to be able to as well sell the biomass, you know, either for uh, like chicken feed or something like that, because it's very high protein. I mean, mm-hmm. they sell chlor- uh, clo- chlorella. I always get Clopia pills. Chlorella. <laughs> Not yeah. yet. Not yet. That's coming <laughs> yeah. soon, though. They already sell chlorella pills uh, like on Amazon. Go on Amazon right now. You can buy them or spirulina or whatever. It's very high in protein and uh, the amazing thing about chickens is they can digest it without having to it being the cell walls being broken. Sure. Whereas, you know, we're for humans, we would have to process it a bunch to be able to. Yeah, that was that. that was definitely a cool thing that I learned throughout this whole process is like all those omega three fatty acids um, are not readily available to us in algae, which is the original source. That's how we get huh. it from fish is because fish eat the algae and they can break that down, too. But we can't. So when you're doing any kind of supplement, you have to literally break the cell wall for it to be bioavailable if you huh. use just algae itself. That's fascinating. Uh, it makes sense, though, because, like, I guess there's always, like, uh, you know, some kind of ecological pass through, some kind of biological pass through. That, that's really that's really pretty interesting. Um, so a, as far as, like, uh, 
you know, and I, I'm tr- even trying to figure because I'm just so fascinated by this. I'm trying to figure out the right questions to ask. You know, this is something that we do a lot of greenhouse research in um, different kinds of products and different kinds of, um, you know, plant plant compounds that are intended to improve fertility, improve overall plant growth and plant vigor. And, you know, this is something that I think is really interesting. And, and this may be something you've done or I'm just throwing stuff in my office, making noise, which is great for pot. I, so this is an aside, but I'm terrible at sitting still. I cannot sit still. And so for a podcast, like there's always like squeaky chairs in the background. And I just, I've just sold out to it. Like, yeah. I'm, no, I have to force myself to not move in this chair. You have no idea how noisy it is. Like I have to just be like, don't. Yeah. And it's, it's a challenge that I have not been able to rise to yet. Um, have, has this been tried in like uh, hydroponic systems or is it mostly field work that you've done so far? You may not be able to answer that. No, we we can't answer it. Um, we have mainly done it in fields. Uh, we are hoping we're actually in discussions right now with both research centers and you know uh, small people that have hydroponics themselves, and we're going to do some trials. Actually, starting now, we actually just gave them product the other day for some small hydroponic trials. That would just be anecdotal, but then we're also looking to do some with uh, with the research companies like Pacific Ag Research or you know a university. Yeah, well let's let's talk off camera about that because I have a <laughs> uh, I, I have some thoughts, so <laughs> maybe we can we can chat about that a little bit more. Um. No, that's, uh, that's just so fascinating. And I think that, you know, for, for anyone listening that, you know, is like, why are, why are we talking about algae? Because food production is kind of a big deal. And uh, we talk about a lot on the show how people don't think they care about plants and stuff. Like people just don't know. I, I, I think that people just don't know yet that they care about plants and stuff. Because mm-hmm. when you really start to drill into the science and the necessity <laughs> of good research and good product in all of these things. Like if people like to eat, if people like, you know, we we're our, our population is not getting smaller. Like we're, we are exploding worldwide as far as population goes. Mm-hmm. And so any kind of new technologies and new processes, and this is not that algae is a new process, but new applications mm-hmm. of um, things is only going to help us going forward to feed, you know, nine, 10 billion hungry people. Yeah, absolutely. And it it also is, it's something that we're trying to test a lot of different angles here, because if you start looking into the research available on algae, it almost all is centered around biofuel, which it makes sense because the money being put into the research is from uh, the oil companies and people looking to diversify there. But when you start looking at other applications for algae, which, like you said, have existed for a long time and we're always finding new applications, there is a a pretty surprising lack of research on a lot of the different angles here. And so it's a it's a cool opportunity for us to kind of dig in and try to understand these things better and also put third party research in play so that it's not just anecdotal. So like one of the things that we we're, we're trying to test and we're trying to see if this is uh, something that we can work with is a literal decrease in the amount of fertilizer that people have to mm-hmm. use. Hmm. So if we've seen the problems in Florida, we had crazy red tide, which is just an algal bloom and, and literally sometimes not even that's where you start getting real weird on algae. Cause they call cyanobacteria <laughs> and algae and like, yeah, it's, 
it's kind of yeah, like I mean, an algae, but it's not. Algae as well. Yeah. <laughs> but you have toxic algae blooms. And then you look at why is this happening? And for the most part, it's happening because of, of warm water and it's happening because of runoff of excess chemicals used for either traditional farming or even for lawn care and things like that. So if we could find a way to reduce the inputs, reduce the amount of nitrogen that needs to be put out, could we help reduce the amount of red tide occurrences we're seeing or things wow, like yeah. that, you know? So it's, it's a fun thing to try to explore what all this can be and to try and put that research in so that we can better understand what we're, what we're working with. That's yeah, that's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. And the main, the main mode of action uh, for our product is it really just explodes your biome around your root system. It just mycorrhiza goes crazy. Okay. Bacillus, goes crazy and all of these microorganisms help the plant be able i mean you understand this probably better than we'll ever understand it it helps the plant to be able to make those fertilizers natural or you know synthetic more bioavailable to the plant and so that's where we shine in fact i we did some trials on two different nurseries and me and zach were the ones that figured out why one of them worked and one of them didn't because it was a nursery, so they're using sterile soil. Right. One of them was using a biological product as well as our product. One of them was not. The one that was using the biological product, we had great results. The rooting was so much quicker, such you know, such better results. They had much quicker pinning plants, and they were able to step them up quicker. The other nursery, no results at all. And I'm like, what's going on? Why? And it's because the other nursery was putting no biologicals, so it's like the way I equate it, it was just like we were trying to start a fire, but we, we had nothing. It was just wet, you know, grass. You know, it's not even wood. Yeah. You know, we're, there was nothing there to kickstart. Um, and so that's what our main mode of action is, is to really kick off your, your biodiversity in the root system. And we did some third-party trials this year on strawberries for fertilizer and – I'm not going to lie. I I would not have believed it if I didn't see it with my own eyes. I went out there and granted this is at a research center. So these are small plots, you know, they're yeah. 100 feet long or something like that. They're pretty small. But there was four different treatments. One with full dose of fertilizer, one with a quarter with our product. Basically all the way down to one quarter of the recommended fertilizer dose. And you could not tell the difference at all. Wow. At all. And in fact, the ones that, even the one that had 25% of the fertilizer that's recommended, but had our product with it, picked more than the conventional without our product, which blew my mind. That's, that's amazing. And I've done, you know, I've done some strawberry work in, in my past career with the extension service. And like, I, I, can definitely tell people out there listening how much they respond to fertility, right? Like if you don't fertilize your strawberries correctly, you're, I mean, you're shooting yourself in the foot to begin with, right? They, mm -hmm. they, they're heavy feeders. And so you need that fertility. And uh, yeah, well, and I'm trying to pin down the right guest for it, but at some point we are going to do like a full episode on uh, mycorrhizae and some of those soil associations. Mm -hmm. Cause it's, I mean, that is the basis for everything we do. Yeah. It really is mind blowing. And it's something that I, 
had never at least because everybody I feel like has a general sense that soil is important. Nobody <laughs> has a sense of how important it is, like yeah. just how what important it going is on in there. Like it's there's a lot going on in soil. It ain't just dirt. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, most of them. <laughs> yeah, no, for for sure, absolutely, man. That's that's so fascinating. I could I think I could talk about algae for <laughs> a, a lot longer than we probably have uh, to to keep talking. I'm looking at the time and. Uh, I can hear Paul Choma already saying, all right, you're, you're coming up on an hour, man. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so no, y'all are saving the world one alga at a time. Um, So if, you know, one of the things I do on the show um, at the end is I ask for like a piece of advice and it can be about like careers. It can be about plants. It can just be about life in general, whatever y'all think is important. But for, from each of you, if there was one thing that you would like to send the listeners of this episode home with, or, you know, out the door of their car with or whatever, uh, what would that be? I didn't prep you for this. I'm sorry. No, you did not. No, this is uh, okay. First of all, I do this on my show and I get why you do it because you get much more. Yeah. True answers. (laughs) Okay. Um, I mean, first of all, go grow something yourself, you know, go grow something outside. It, it really is a rewarding feeling. It's pretty, it's been pretty crazy going through 2020. It gives you a lot of, I don't know, it's, there's been a lot to think about constantly, a constant bombardment of things to think about. And we've seen, I, I think more people are planting gardens right now than they have since World War II victory gardens. For like sure. we're, we're seeing, we're seeing these things happen. And I think there's real value in that. I think there's real value in, in putting in the work and nurturing something and growing something. So that's a, that's a great thing. And maybe an aside from like anything that we have going on, but just something that through all of the, the chaos that is 2020, I'd say, just be, just be good to each other, treat everyone like a, like a human being and be, be kind to each other. Everyone needs it. Yeah, absolutely. That's, Almost exactly. That Did last he take yours? Yeah. Exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I saw, I saw like, your face when he said that. <laughs> I was like, ooh, he took yours. We've been going through so much as a people, and we're about to go through an election cycle, and there's okay. there's so many things that are currently dividing us, but we're all human beings, and we all need love, and we all just need to respect each other, and we don't have to agree. That's something that I... I me, Zach, and Josh, we used to have, you know, two hours of recording, maybe just an hour, but we would spend seven hours together and most of it was debating. <laughs> but we, we respectfully disagreed about things all the time. Yeah. And I feel like that's lost. People can't respectfully disagree about things anymore. And so I think that it's fundamentally important that we get back to being able to respect each other's opinions, whether we think they're right or not. But just respect the person as a person and to value each other. Uh, it's just, I don't know. I think that that's very important, especially right now. Yeah, absolutely. Abs- I mean, that's the only way we ever learn anything. And that's the only way that we'll ever, I think, progress, continue to progress as a society is if we, uh, uh, you know, what has made us great in the past is that we were able to work through these issues, right? And and rely on each other's um, viewpoints sometimes and and come up with creative solutions to things. And I think that's, that's where we need to get again, for sure. Um, so guys, this has been really excellent. Like I really have enjoyed this conversation. And again, I could talk about algae apparently for a very long time. Um, (laughs) but, uh, we'll kind of wrap up and I may have to, we may have to do this again at some point, 
But because yeah. um, I, I really did enjoy talking to y'all a lot. We're definitely game. Oh no, we're we're definitely yeah, calling we're you about uh about our show. So yeah. we're we're gonna have one on the other side. I have to think of a deep, thoughtful question to to drop on you right at the yeah, end. Just, yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> just hit me with it. I, I feel bad sometimes no, doing no, no. that, but but it gets like I, I feel like it gets like you said, just really true answers, right? If it's like, uh, I don't know, and then you just say the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, I do the same thing, and I feel bad too. I know exactly where you're at. I literally ask musicians, "What does music mean to you?" And oh, it's so general that, like, literally, but you get really heartfelt answers from it. You get them to really think about it and be on the spot. And yeah, no canned yeah, yeah, answer yeah. for sure. So, uh, just to wrap up, why don't y'all tell us um, where where can we find you? Plug plug whatever you want to. Plug your stuff. Okay, we are at. The PDS official on Twitter. Um, if you search the podcast discovery show at this point, where you can pretty much find it, I think. I, I think that you can find most of our platforms. We have one on Twitch, one on YouTube. We have a, a club that even Vikram's in uh, called the uh, Podcast Discovery Club, where we just share random discoveries throughout the week, and people can talk about it. It's really fun in there. Uh, anything I'm missing, Kirk? No, that's it. I mean, we're everywhere. Everywhere you can find things, we're there. We have a thing there. Uh, yeah. But, and if you, yeah, if, if you like podcasts, definitely uh, follow us on the journey of finding new podcasts and then discussing them with us. And we would love to hear your dis- discussions or your, your discoveries, I mean, and to discuss them and hear what you like about the shows that you listen to. Yeah, man. I mean, if you're interested in finding out more about uh, the True Algae stuff we talked about, it's just truealgae.com. We're working on a new website. We're going to be publishing a lot of new research, a lot of new data as we get it in. And so, uh, and also me and Kirk will have uh, another show that is uh, an ag tech show that we're hopefully going to have Vikram on very soon. And so yeah. there'll be a lot of crossover stuff happening at the end of this episode. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Well, as soon as we quit recording, we'll talk. Well, it's almost like you know, you send the kids to bed and then you talk about them behind their back. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Are you calling all the listeners the kids? All right, kids. Uh, I'm I'm gonna plead the fifth on that it's, one. It's time. It's time to go to sleep. Yeah, go get y- y'all go to sleep. Go listen to something else. Go listen to the podcast discovery show, and we're gonna <laughs> talk about you behind your backs. Yeah, no, but thank you so much, Vikram. We really appreciate it. It was a it was a blast. And next time, if you want to interview us again, we'll probably know even more about algae than we do now. <laughs> Always we learn more right? every single day. Well, so so something, and and this is uh, uh, again, I I am really bad at ending the show too. Sometimes I just keep talking. But um, <laughs> something we've started doing, we just had our first one recently, is uh, deep dives. And so like I'm bringing guests back to really like drill into the the science part of mm-hmm. like what they do. So we may we may talk algae again sometime before too long all right so. we're gonna study then we have, yeah. we have yeah, homework. there will be another exam so, <laughs> dang it i know so everyone thanks so much for listening y'all are super cool uh thanks for hanging in there and learning about algae and uh a really another really great podcast you should listen to okay but really i could talk about algae for the rest of the day uh, but then you would have to listen to me talk about algae for the rest of the day and i don't know how you feel about that i hope you Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Uh, these guys are super knowledgeable and just really wonderful humans. So I hope you'll go check out the podcast Discovery Show and listen to their very wide selection of shows that they like and that they have reviewed. And I hope you'll also check out all the shows that we mentioned and discussed today. And if you're in need of some biological fertilizer, I hope you'll check out True Algae. Thanks so much to the Texas Tech Department of Plant and Soil Science 
for all the support and just constant encouragement with this show. Again, I could not do this without y'all. Thanks to all the patrons that donate to help out with expenses and to cover the hosting costs and everything else. If you'd like to support the show, hit up patreon.com slash planthropology. And as little as a dollar a month will really go a long way to helping out. Follow us on all of our social media accounts. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Search for Planthropology. Look for the little white tree with the green background, and that'll be it. Uh, Join the Planthropology's Cool Plant People Facebook group and get ready for the next episode, which will be the first of our very first two-part series where I'll be talking timber production, uh, life in the forest, and all kinds of other things with Joe Vaughn. Until then, y'all keep being safe and keep being cool, and we will see you next time.